Sounds good. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Natalie Wise Woman podcast, where I discuss different topics related to becoming your highest potential. Enjoy this episode. Today, I'm welcoming Virginia Underwood to the Natalie Wise Woman podcast. She's another human on the wise woman path, uh, living her highest potential. Uh, she's a friend that I met in Peru, and we have kind of an, it was a fun story of how we kind of met and how many synchronicities and, and common things there were, and we were, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but first, I would like you, Virginia, to tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Natalie, for having me on your show. It's such an honor to be here and to get to spend some time with you again. I always love seeing your face. Um, and about me, I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades in a, in a sort of way, um, but really it all boils down to um, I help people to heal. I help people to come back to the truth of who they are. Um, and I can do this because this is what I have done for myself. Um, I am an oracle, um, a Reiki master. Uh, I have a background in counseling and teaching. Um, I've been meditating for probably 30 years, been doing Reiki for about the same amount um, so really an energy worker, um, subtle energy worker, subtle energy practitioner could be what you could call me. Um, yeah. So I help people uh, reconnect to the truth of who they are, to the essence, um, to help them to move towards their life purpose in a more conscious way. We met in Peru and we were both at the Siltara retreat in, in Tarapoto. And we knew that we were going to have a shared room. So basically we knew that we were going to share the room with someone that we didn't know who, who that was going to be. And the first day when when we arrived, I remember they told me that I was going to share the room with, with a woman that was about my age and she was also from Europe. So I was kind of excited. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Like we probably have a lot of things to talk about. And, and then uh, she was there actually with her friend. So I, I remember that I asked her like, is there a reason that you didn't want to stay with your friend in the same room? And she, she just told me that, uh, no, they didn't really think about, you know, asking for you know to stay in the same room and I think it was a couple of hours later on the first day she came up to me and kind of kindly asked you know if it would be okay for her to actually change rooms and, and go and stay with her her friend and, and you know I was really open to anything that universe was going to bring in like I knew that I was going to have the perfect roommate and he was gonna you know I just trusted so I was like yeah sure like it's it's fine and and then um yeah, they told me that Virginia is going to be your roommate. And I hadn't, I don't think I, I talked to you before that. And then I remember you were sitting on the bench outside. And then I, I came to you and said like, oh, we're going to be roommates. And then we started talking. And I think it was quite interesting, all the things that kind of came up. And I think one of the, the main things were that you know, everyone comes to these retreats with different intentions. And I think we were the only ones that had a very, like a different intention that was kind of that we didn't really know why we came there, but we had a strong guidance. Uh, for example, I had in, in journeying, shamanic journeying, which is done with a, with a drum, 
Um, I had Mother Ayahuasca come to me and kind of asked me to come to Peru. And I think in a breathwork session, it came up again and and kind of like just come to Peru, like repeating. And I I, I think you had a similar experience. You can share share how you were called to to come to to Peru. Yeah, very similar experiences. Um, I had gone to a um, uh, self-inquiry retreat in June of this year. And at the leaving it, I had so much clarity about life. And I came home and went to a breathwork ceremony. And I heard it's time to go to Peru. I mean, I had the imagery. I was a condor flying through the Andes mountains. And I was told it's time to go to Peru. And then um, that kept happening. Every breathwork ceremony I went to, I kept getting told it's time to go to Peru. You need to make plans to go to Peru. And there was actually one night where I was making dinner and I was contemplating it and like, do I really need to go to Peru? I don't, cause I knew that I was going to uh, go for a retreat and to um, work with Mama Aya. And uh, I was like, do I really need to go to South America to do this? Like, can't I do this? Find somewhere closer? I'm sure I can find somewhere closer. And uh, so I'm making dinner and Frank Sinatra's song, Come Fly With Me comes on. And I'm literally asking my question, should I really go to Peru? And one line of his song says, come on, let's go to Peru. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. I can't deny that any longer. Yeah, so I started making plans. Yes. And I think we got, we, when we were talking on the bench, we, we, I think you mentioned that you're going to open a retreat center. And then I was like, oh my God, like, this is like beautiful. Like I'm also going to open. And it's a very like going to happen very soon for both of us kind of we were having these same plans of what we wanted to do with our business and I think that was that was very exciting and also that I had been digging deep into shamanic journeying this year and your teaching journey right in your yes yeah classes uh and then we were talking some more and I, I was saying that I'm I'm starting um therapist training and you're a counselor and that was like a, of course like the same and uh I think we also it came up that you had separated this year mm -hmm. and me too so that was also similar and I think the the kind of the cherry on top of everything was that I think I said something about that I'm a Pisces and then you asked me what my birthday is and I said the 14th, March 14th. And you were like, okay, that's also my birthday. <laughs> too weird. Too weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a very similar chart in like human design as well. Same birthday and, and all that. But I think it was just, um, well, I feel like there's so many things like this happening to me nowadays, like synchronicities and things. I'm just like laughing, like, oh, of course this will happen. Like she's, she's my roommate. And she's like, I don't think I've met someone who has so many things like just in common where it's a perfect match. And the way we look at spirituality was also like, it was very easy. It is very easy to talk about these things with you. And I agree completely. That's, it's that's amazing. Really I was just very excited when all these things came and I was like, wow, well, this will be a very beautiful week to spend, you know, in the same room and kind of after ceremony, like share the experience yes. with, with this human being. Yes. And it was, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed the time that we got to share and all of the insights and, you know, conversations that we enjoyed absolutely so let's talk about something which is part of becoming your highest potential so I think uh you didn't mention it maybe before but you're doing also soul purpose readings yes 
and you did one for me. So I want to really dig into that, what it is about and kind of how people can, you know, use that to become their highest potential. Because I really know, I really believe that if we learn about ourselves, then we can, you know, through that become our potential. And this is a tool to learn more about yourself, who we are and what we came here to do. And, and, you know, really about remembering. And I think you said on the retreat, you said that remember is like remember. So you're kind of collecting uh, something that you already have. And I think that's, that's so beautiful. Uh, and before we dig into the soul purpose reading, I just wanted to share a little introductory like story that is related to the topic. So um, in the kind of spiritual teachings, there is uh, this, this, uh, this belief of that there are spirit babies. So basically before we, uh, before we come into this human body, we, if you believe that the soul is internal, eternal, then it must exist before it incarnates uh, into this world. And then basically you would believe that there is uh, something that we could call a spirit baby. So it's a soul that doesn't have a body. And in some teachings, uh, you can talk about this more, but they believe that the, the, the spirit baby actually chooses its own name. And um it's actually there is a disney movie about spirit babies it's called soul so it's i think that's it's funny it's uh, about different spirits that are waiting to come to earth but uh anyway and i've i've had experience with with spirit babies and this choosing the name thing so i i do believe in it but you know i i ask everyone to keep an open mind and just like think about if it makes sense to them or not um but i wanted to dig deeper into what my name actually means so I've never looked at what Natalie means and I think it was a couple of weeks ago I started googling and I found out that Natalie actually means the birth of Christ so Christmas so my name is basically Christmas <laughs> and I was like of course it is like I'm the most uh Christmas spirited person like that I know not in a consumption way, but just like in the spirited way that I'm so excited about all of December and Christmas. And like, even though it's a very, it's a very depressing and dark time in Finland, you know, 21st of December is the darkest day uh, here in Finland. And still, I find that that Christmas time is very exciting. I'm kind of almost in the closet about my excitement because not so many people around me are so excited about Christmas, but I'm like, of course, I chose that name for myself because it's kind of, you know, it's something that is very deep in me. And I, I think that was just interesting to find out. But um, yeah, let's get into the soul purpose readings. And it is related to names and choosing our own name and what that means. So could you explain what a soul purpose reading is and what someone can do with that information? Yes. Yeah. And I love that story, Natalie. That's awesome. It totally makes sense and fits your personality even more knowing uh, what it means. That's really cool. Um, so a soul purpose reading, what I do is it's based off the Hebrew alphabet. So there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and they are what are considered um, fire letters or creation codes. And really, if you think about it, sound, and it, I think it even says this in the Bible that, you know, God first, one of the first things that he did was make the word. And the word is sound. And sound is what is creating everything. You know, we are energy and we are vibrating and sound is vibration. So um, it just makes sense to me anyway, that our names are going to be creating our actual re reality um, that we experience in life in each of these lifetimes. Um, and so, yeah, so what I believe is that, um, like you said, the souls um, choose their names 
And so there's a bigger process, right? I mean, we have a purpose. We have things that we want to learn as souls in each incarnation that we um, experience. And uh, so what I believe is that we possibly with help choose a name that's going to have a vibration that fits those the goals and purposes that we as a soul want to grow through want to work on um so before you come in you whisper this name to whomever is going to name you and in different cultures that looks different you know in certain cultures um the parents name the children and others grandparents or elders or you know uh, there are so many different ways that children get their names um, but whomever is naming that child is going to receive guidance on what that name should be um, and i know in my case when i think back to naming my children it very much felt like an inspired process. I didn't feel like I came up with a name. I felt like the name came to me. Um, and I could tell right away with each child that this name fit them. It's just a fascinating process. But anyway, um, so these energies can teach us so much about who we are. Um, so they can tell us where we've come from. And I don't mean like physically where we came from, but what karma we are still working through, what we didn't complete in previous incarnations that we now have an opportunity in this incarnation to you know, find the meeting and complete uh, the whole so what i see with karma is that we um whether it's negative or positive it's just one end of a spectrum and so we're working through like that whole spectrum to complete the karma so we understand this uh experience or emotion or does that make sense yes it does um so we can look at that. We can look at what karma we're working through um, in all its various forms. Then we can look at the talents that you have brought in or that your soul has chosen for you to help you work through this karma, as well as to help move you towards the goals that the soul has for this lifetime. You know, the major things and understandings that the soul wants to come to in this particular incarnation and then finally we have like what we'd say we call our destiny like the bigger purpose uh, for what we came to do and i believe that we have you know like practical purposes we have all different kinds of purposes we don't just have one purpose um you know like i said we're cleaning up stuff from past lives and we're learning new things for this life and to move us forward. Um, but there's a, a bigger overarching theme that kind of ties all of these, these uh, purposes together. And so we can look at that as well to see really what direction your soul is headed in. And, and all of this leads to your highest potential how you know when we understand our karma and these limiting beliefs truly that's what it boils down to is we have accepted a particular set of limiting beliefs in our life that are shaping how we behave and the actions we take and how we're received by others in the world um, so the more that we can understand those limiting beliefs, we can change them. We can, you know, awareness is the first step to changing anything. Um, and then we can move towards the gold. You know, these, 
whatever karma we're carrying is really our greatest gifts and our highest potential for what we can do in this lifetime. Um, so we look at all of that in a reading. Um, and then I can give you tips and different um, ways to help you work with that energy to reach your highest potential. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah, there's so many things that were like spot on, or basically everything felt like it very it resonated with me when we did the soul purpose reading. We had had one a couple of weeks ago. And and it's interesting because I this year has been really about trying to remember who I am and understand what my purpose is. And I've been working, you know, seeing different like psychics and mediums and stuff and in my own ceremonies and then doing this soul purpose reading with you. And it seems like everything, like all these things are saying the same things. Like for me, it makes sense. It's like they would have more conflicting information if it would not be true. So, so, you know, for me, it's, I think it's very interesting and it feels so beautiful to kind of confirm these things and, and remember that, wow, okay, I have this, I have this purpose. So I think it's really meaningful. It was very meaningful for me to, to get a reading from you. I'm so honored. Thank you. And I'm glad that you brought that up because um, all of these different tools do correspond like all of the information is very complementary and it's really uh it's the same thing but it's said slightly different which just helps you to integrate it even more um, it's such a beautiful thing when you start to learn about yourself the name is the main thing uh, of which the the kind of the numbers are generated, right? So can you tell me what happens if someone changes their name? Because that's very common when you get married or someone might just want to change their name. So how does that affect the, the your that's soul's a great purpose? question. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, each name is, I call it that you wear, is going to affect your soul blueprint in some way. So um, when I, what I mean by that is that your birth name is what your soul blueprint truly is. Um, this is the work that you came here to do. This is the goals that your soul came to, you know, work towards. Um, so you're always working with that birth name blueprint, whether it's ever spoken um, again in your life past birth, it's still what you came in here with. So that energy is never going to change. But like you said, people get married, people change their name, stuff happens in life. And uh, maybe you're, you're in, you get called a nickname. Uh, there are so many different names that we, we wear. Um, and each one of them is absolutely going to have an effect. So again, if we look at sound and vibration, we really want to look at how often that name is, is sounded in your world. You know, when um, people in your life call your name, what are they saying? Because that energy is affecting that birth blueprint. So it's either affecting it in a positive way, which is complementing and helping and strengthening those codes that you have um, helping you to learn, you know, maybe a little easier um, than if you didn't have the codes. Or on the flip side, the codes may be conflicting. And so that's causing friction and it's causing more challenges in your life. So that's also an area that we look at in your reading. Um, I will ask you to give me uh, up to three what I would call overlay names um, that are sounded in your life. And so we'll look at each of those overlays and how they play a role in your life. 
So it might change, but there is always the foundation is the same because that's the birth name that you have. And then Correct. some small things might change there of how it kind of goes. And you've done a lot of soul purpose readings. So have you ever encountered a situation where someone is like, this doesn't make any sense to me? Like it no. doesn't resonate. Nope. I have not experienced a single person who has said that. That's Every cool. single person, yeah, has been really blown away because it's it's amazing that something like this and if you've ever done astrology I do astrology as well and that's always blown my mind when you get really deep into it how accurate it is for your life so it's it's just one of those tools that you just can't deny yes and like I said, like so many from so many different people and readings and from myself in ceremony, kind of I've gotten the same, same thing. So mm -hmm. for me, it just, it just confirms everything. Uh, I want to go into some of the numbers that I had on my chart and kind of ask you what they mean. So, so sure. kind of get an understanding of what, what can come up in the, with the numbers and, and, and so forth. So uh, I had the main number of nine. Uh, can you kind of explain what that means? Is that that's like the, the sole purpose, like the big purpose, right? The number that you have. Well, okay. So some people have what's called a dominant vibration, which means that they have repeating numbers in their blueprint. And numbers are really in reference to letters, but we just, it, to simplify the process, uh, we use numbers instead of the, the Hebrew letters. So um, the, uh, the centerpiece of your chart contains your soul destiny. And that is the overarching theme of your chart. And so that's going to um, it's going to touch each of the purposes. And what I mean by that is that it's going to influence each of the purposes that you have in your life, because it's really what's tying them all together. A dominant vibration, on the other hand, means that you have at least four of these same codes in your chart which means that your soul very much wants you to learn about this energy, what it represents and how you can best utilize it to create your highest potential. Um, so it just depends on what, which one you're talking about. Nine energy itself. Uh, this is, it's an incredibly powerful code. I would say the, the most powerful code in the entire Hebrew alphabet. Um, it's called divine power. That's it's, you know, what we refer to it as. And it's represented by um, like the image of the snake or of a dragon, you know, that ancient, uh, just primal power is really what it is. Um, and so with nine anywhere in your chart, it is really activating all the codes around you. Uh, it also is making it, uh, okay, so anybody in your life, is being affected by your codes as well. So having a nine in your chart is not only giving you power, but it's also uh, creating opportunities for powerful transformation in those around you. Um, so really someone with a nine in their chart is a catalyst. They are here to uh, be in service 
in a way that helps others to transform in some shape or form. And I think you said to me that it's kind of about like the ability to transform all challenges into gifts and kind of here to affect change and and kind of a way shower that kind of. Absolutely. Then also I had a, I don't know if you can call it like a double eight in the challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think you also said that you have an eight there and that it's a, it's a very, very strong um, challenge or how would Mm -hmm. you say, can you explain what the eight is? Yes. So eight, eight is um, a very earthy energy. It is what we would say is the um, highest vibrating earth energy available. So it's, it's very uh, connected to the earth. And what I mean by that is the emotions, because this is really Um, one of the only places that we experience emotion is on the earth plane. I'm sure there are other places in other universes, but for us, it's earth. And um, so with eight energy, we are being tasked with understanding our emotions and understanding emotions in general. So when we have an eight and a challenge, it means that you probably haven't been here to earth, excuse me, that many incarnations. Um, You have most likely come from different uh, star systems. And now we're getting really out there in terms of beliefs, but (laughs) um, you know, I believe there is much more to life than just on this planet earth i believe that there's life in so many different uh, solar systems and um so forth so what the eight energy is really telling us is that you aren't from earth that you have extraterrestrial if you will energies and that you have come here to earth to master the emotional plane in order to, again, like the nine energy to be a way shower to others of what's possible and how we can um, really control our emotions to work towards our highest potential. So the the meaning of the eight is divine values Uh, because when we are in touch with our emotions, We can truly understand ourselves at a deeper level and understand what we value in this lifetime. Um, So that's what that energy is connecting to. Um, It's also the energy of the empath. So it's, you know, again, we're getting in touch with the emotions. So it's not just our own emotions, but it's the emotions of all of uh, all of the people and even animals, the creatures around us. So we can, it's really the energy of the shaman. It's that shape shifting, you know, being able to put yourself into another's shoes and to understand life from their perspective. Yes. And I think that's, uh, it's interesting. You said that those people that have the eight there is kind of, they can have a hard time with boundaries because they feel other people's emotions because they're so empathic that they don't want them to have, you know, they don't want them to feel bad because they actually feel the other person's emotions. So it's kind of like you have a hard time putting boundaries. You just want to give, give, give. And then you kind of, so you have to learn that. And that's really something that I'm working on very, very strongly. Yes. Yeah. And it's a, you know, that's one of our things to work on when we have it in challenge is to set those clear boundaries. Um, and really to be that example for others, because that's what's going to help them to heal, you know, not us trying to fix it, but giving that firm boundary and showing them what's possible. That's beautiful. 
And it's also interesting that if if I look at my human design chart, my greatest gift is 36, which is solving emotional issues. So basically it kind of connects with this, like just feeling and, and emotions is a very, very big theme. And I know that I feel very, very deeply and is something that I've been kind of, and you said that it, it can happen that people try to stay in their head a lot because they're, they don't want to feel it's just so strong if they have this eight. And I think that's what I've done most of my life and kind of distracting myself, you know, with food and, and with different things so that I, I won't feel so strongly. I feel also the ops very strongly. So it's like very nice. I feel very, you know, happy and joyful, but then, you know, the other spectrum as well and other people's emotions. So it can be, it can be rough sometimes and you just want to like run away from, from your emotions. And, and I think we also discussed this, that I've, you know, I've, I've been um, performing uh, on theater stage since I was eight years old and, and my kind of acting skills come from the ability to actually, that my empathic ability to feel, to know how someone is feeling in a certain kind of, you know, when you want to embody something, I, I know how to do that because I know what that feels like. And that's, and you said as well, that if you look at some of the greatest actresses they, and actors, they will have probably eight in their challenges. So I think that was also interesting. Yeah. Somewhere in their chart, they're going to have an eight. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you also, I think you said that I have, um, I have a 13 in my challenges and that was a master number. So you mentioned something that a person like that is great with numbers and managing resources. And it's interesting that I, I chose my educational path in finance and, you know, just. Uh, yeah. The yeah. 13, four. Yeah. That's all about abundance and nurturing and, um, So when we truly know abundance, it's because we understand not necessarily numbers, but the energy of numbers and how they uh, work together. And we know that uh, when we give something, that energy comes back. Um, that 13 energy is called the divine mother and it's that nurturing ability. And, you know, whatever we nurture tends to grow. So, yeah, that's a beautiful code to have. All of the codes. I mean, I love all of them. <laughs> and we all have them for a specific reason. So, you know. Yeah. And truly, we have access to all 22 of these codes. It's not like just because you have a particular set of codes in your chart it doesn't mean that you aren't accessing every other code in the alphabet, you are. I mean, look at the words that we're speaking each day. All of these are made up of these different energies and they are creating something in your life. So you're constantly using these codes. Yes, we have to be careful with our words because they do manifest and they you know, create our reality as well so well right like in the united states it's no coincidence that we have something called spelling which is you know knowing what words uh are what letters make up certain words that's spelling and what do uh witches do they create spells on you that's what we're doing with our words each day. We are creating spells that we are casting that are either creating the outcomes that we want or that we don't want. In my, my goals, I had 18, nine. And you said that the 18 is, is kind of a CEO energy, someone who understands business and kind of decision-making skills. And it's interesting because um, for a very long time, I had this idea that, uh, you know, I'm going to be a CEO. I actually had a woman when I was, I think 14, uh, she, she was a psychic and she just came up to me and my friends in a restaurant. And she, she told us all where, what our kind of purpose was. And she told me that I was going to be a leader. 
which I didn't like at the time, but I, you know, kept it with me. And, and then when I started studying business, I was like, okay, I'm probably going to be a CEO. That's like my thing. And, and, you know, I, I like to lead things and now it's maybe changing into some other shapes, the kind of leadership stuff. But, but I think that was interesting that that also came up in my, my kind of my chart and that the nine being the entrepreneurial energy then. So. Yes. Yeah. 18 is called divine solution. So it's very much about problem solving and that creativity of being able to think outside of the box uh, and really to see what others don't see. Coupled with that nine energy, which is uh, very entrepreneurial, very much, uh, like I said earlier, a service energy, uh, wants to be of service in the world and do something that's going to help others, um, you know, be successful or um, have a positive outcome. Yes, I feel very in alignment, you know, just hearing this and feeling like, okay, that's actually the path that I'm on. And I've known that I wanted to be an entrepreneur for a long time. And, and also in, in some spiritual teachings, it, it is believed that the soul also chooses the family that, you know, you incarnate into. And, and then I think it's, it's funny that I, chose the family that I chose. It's very obvious to me, like if I have this very strong entrepreneurial energy, you know, being from a family that has a very strong entrepreneurial background, you know, getting that confidence that I can do this. And, you know, so I think that's, that's part of. Yes. Yeah. We, as souls, we're going to give ourselves all the tools that we can, all the support that we can. And sometimes that support looks like opposition or challenge, but really it's there to help us to grow and to um, uncover the gifts of those experiences. So yeah, you chose your parents definitely for their entrepreneurial abilities and so much more. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, in the gifts, you also men mentioned that um, I have this or I have this gift or I will develop this gift because you said that gifts are something also that can come kind of later in life that we kind of I can access them more easily later. Um, and one of them was that I, I I'm going to be able to balance masculine and feminine energy. And it's it's funny because that's one of the biggest themes in in actually my Peru trip, I could like just label it like balancing feminine and masculine energy. And I'm I'm talking about that that in another episode, but but I think that was that was beautiful that it came up in the gifts as well. That that's uh, something. And I I think you know I'm getting there. I've been very much in the masculine most of my life, but I do have this very strong nurturing motherly energy and I'm doing that more where I'm like being in the receptive mode more and not just pushing things and yeah developing that gift yes I love that yeah the talents um so you were saying some develop later we have um like our physical purposes that we come in to build the foundation and then we have our spiritual purposes that we uh, then build on top of that foundation. And so we have the physical, physical talent that's going to help us with that foundational aspect. And then our spiritual talent, which is going to help us to develop that, those higher ideals, that higher consciousness. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're, you move into the, the spiritual um, energy around your early forties, late thirties, early forties. Um, and that's when we generally think of people having the, the midlife crisis, um, where they completely, you know, upend their life and change it uh, 180 degrees. That's usually when they, that spiritual energy comes online and they're like, okay, wait, it's time to do something different. It's time to change gears. Yes. I think this is just, you know, 
it's very empowering getting this kind of reading and it's sometimes it can be like hard to even like talk about this because it's like oh I'm just like bragging about different things but it's like you said I think like who's gonna like if we are not able to say these things out loud then who's gonna you know do that for our soul you know just embody that like okay this is who I am I have this you know so soul purpose that is is has these different aspects and if we cannot like if we're ashamed of that and not able to talk about it then you know when we empower ourselves that's the the best thing that we can do for anybody else you know if we have children by us empowering ourselves by us telling ourselves we're great we're then giving our children permission to feel the same way about themselves. You know, each time we say out loud how amazing we are, we're giving somebody else in this world permission to feel that way about themselves. It's not bragging. It's not, you're not saying that you're better than anyone else. You're saying that this is the value that you bring to the world. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're comparing yourself with someone else, you know, that's one thing, but this is simply stating, I am an entrepreneur or I am amazing or whatever thing you want to put there. Um, and you deserve that. Everyone deserves to feel that way about themselves. Yes. I think that's beautiful that when you can do it, then you kind of give the permission for others to do it. And I don't think anyone like by you playing small that will not benefit like the that's not your highest potential and that's not that will not benefit the world in the most like most highest best way you know but you being who you came here to be and embodying that I think that's that's your highest potential so yes we are like snowflakes there are no two of us alike you know, you may have been born with a twin. That does not mean that you are the same as your twin. I have twin cousins and they are sure they have some similarities about them, but they are totally different people. They have totally different experiences of what they went through in life and how they perceived those experiences in their life. Um, that's that unique perspective is important just as important as any other perspective hmm. well thank you for you know giving me this re the reading that we had before and also discussing these things more more you know in depth and i i feel you know this confirms what I, I already kind of knew and and some new things about it and there were just so many things where i was like you told me what it meant. And I was like, well, you know, you said like, oh, you could write a book. And I was like, well, I already started. And you were like, of course you did. And it's like, yes, all these things that kind of, it just makes a lot of sense. So I, I can highly recommend if this res resonates with anyone, I can, I can recommend to get a sole purpose reading. If someone wants to get a reading or get in contact with kind of what you're doing, you have some courses and some, some happening, like events in the u.s as well like where can they find you what's your email your website yeah um so i do a lot of things live in uh where i'm at in the united states in oklahoma um i really like you said i'm building a retreat center so i'm working towards building my community um so it's really important to do the local thing um, but I also do a few things online. Um, I do, I hold a monthly uh, new moon call uh, that's on Zoom and anybody can join. Um, we talk about the energies that are occurring at this new moon and how you can work with them and how you can release things that are no longer serving you, um, that sort of thing. Completely free. You just sign up on my website. Uh, the website is eighthchakra.com. So it's spelled out the word E I G H T H dash 
chakra, C-H-A-K-R-A.com. And then um, I'm also on Facebook at Healing With Your Higher Self and on Instagram, uh, Eighth Chakra Healing. Um, we also have a YouTube channel, Eighth Chakra. Um, so a couple of different platforms that we are on. And if someone wants to get a reading is what's the best way to contact you? So the best way to contact me for a reading is to go to the website, um, eighthchakra.com. And on the menu, if you look under shop, uh, there should be a pull down and the sole purpose reading is actually one of the pull downs. Um, so if you click on that, you can book through there and, you know, there's a calendar and um, everything that you need is right there on the website. Perfect. Thank you so much for participating in this episode. I'm so grateful and I'm so happy I got to speak with you again. You're such a beautiful energy and I know that our paths will meet again. Thank you, Natalie. It has been such a pleasure. I always enjoy spending time with you and I absolutely will look forward to um, another in-person meeting sometime in the near future. Thank you very much for having me on your show today. It has been um, fun and I hope somebody got something from it. If after listening to this episode, you feel inspired to get a sole purpose reading yourself, I'm happy to offer you a 10% discount with Wise Woman 10. So go to 8-chakra.com and under shop, you can find sole purpose readings and with the code Wise Woman 10, you get 10% off. Sounds good.